Hi guys, welcome back to another week of Game Things, where we bring you all the latest and hottest gaming news. I'm your host for this week, Ming, and let's jump straight in to our first major news covering Cyberpunk 2077. So, over the week, Cyberpunk got their patch 1.5 update, and with it comes a good amount of visual and content updates. Unfortunately, the visual updates are only applicable to next-gen consoles only, so for all you players playing on non-next-gen consoles, you guys won't have the privilege to enjoy this new visual update. But in anyhow, the visual update in question here includes two new graphical modes for players to choose from. These two modes include a performance mode as well as a ray tracing mode. The performance mode guarantees smooth gameplay at 60fps, while the ray tracing mode improves overall visual quality but caps the FPS at 30. For players playing on Xbox Series S, however, you guys will only be able to run the game on ray tracing mode with no option to switch to a performance mode. Now, let's move on to our first content update. The first content update we have is improved crowd reactions. So yeah, improved crowd reactions is really cool and a nice feature to have, but unfortunately, once again, it has been gatekept and will only be available for next-gen consoles only. I'm not really sure why that's the case, but well, can't really do too much about it, to be honest. Anyways, Beyond that, we have the usual stuff like more customizations to your characters, new updates, new quests, balance changes, the standard stuff. But beyond the standard updates, we have a brand new apartment feature which basically allows you to, well, buy an apartment. Duh. Within the apartment, however, there will be new interactables and certain interactions will allow players to gain temporary buffs. So you guys can look forward to that when exploring your new apartment. The other feature added that I'm going to go through today is on the game's improved AI. In terms of combat, other than the AI being smarter, different factions will also have different combat styles reflecting the personality of their factions. For out of combat AI updates, NPCs will now start to drive away in panic when a shootout starts on the road and they can now actually die when involved in a car crash. Kinda weird that they never did die before, but well, whatever. That basically wraps up all the updates we have for Cyberpunk 2077. And overall, it's a pretty solid update that kinda reminds me of a lot of GTA. Like, new apartments, crowd interactions, it's basically GTA. Oh right, before I forget, the devs have unfortunately mentioned that they will stop support for Windows 7 and NVIDIA GeForce 700 series graphic cards on the 15th of June this year. Honestly, I doubt anyone would be playing this game with those specs, but if you happen to be one of them, do take note of this and maybe get a slight upgrade to your current setup. Anyways, let's now move on to our next major news featuring Ubisoft's popular tactical shooter, Rainbow Six Siege. Ubisoft just released their Year 7 roadmap for Siege and with it comes a sizable amount of content planned for the year. There will be a total of 4 seasons throughout the year and each season will have its own event 
rotating arcade modes as well as a new operator. To top it all off, the Battle Pass will once again be returning and it will last for the entire year, basically covering the entire year 7 as well as all 4 seasons. For the first season, we have a defensive operator from Japan called Azami with the unique ability to cover up any breaches created by the attackers. Alongside her release, a new team deathmatch mode and a new competitive map would be released as well. For console players, you guys will finally have access to match replay, a very important feature nowadays to review your own play or just get a chuckle for when you or your homies did something dumb in-game. The last and in my opinion the coolest feature being introduced in Season 1 is the Attacker Repick. To sum it all up, Attacker Repick is where during the planning phase, once you're done scouting with your drones, you can swap your operators and loadouts to best deal with what the defenders have. Which honestly in my opinion is a very cool feature as it requires a lot more coordination and strategy which is key in any tactical shooter. Now, for Season 2, we are getting a new operator from Belgium, a new map specifically for Team Deathmatch, a new shooting range mode, as well as new operator tips to help new players learn the ropes easily in-game. Those are the content updates for Season 2, and in terms of quality of life changes, we have improvements in terms of controls for console players, as well as a new mechanic where if the player has a track record of friendly fire, they will start the round immediately with reverse friendly fire active, effectively giving trollers no chance to grief their teammates, which honestly is crazy good, like no griefers? Hey, sign me in! As for Season 3, we are getting a new operator from Singapore, a new competitive map, and a revamp to the existing rank system. Starting from Season 3 onwards, all players will now start from Copper and have to slowly climb their way up to higher ranks. On top of that, for the end of Season rewards, players at higher ranks will now earn the rewards from all the ranks below their current rank. So yeah, prior to that, you don't get Copper rewards if you're Platinum, but now, if you're Platinum, you earn everything. Which is, well, pretty nice. Once again, to counter trolls and toxic players, Season 3 will introduce a new voice and chat restriction right before the game starts if the player has a low reputation score. Basically, they won't even be able to talk shit in game, which is really, really nice, honestly. Anyways, we now reach our last season, Season 4. Season 4 will feature a new operator from Colombia, and in terms of content and quality of life changes, there isn't much for Season 4, just the inclusion of permanent arcade modes as well as a revamp to the existing reputation system. Uh, despite all that, the overall roadmap for Year 7 is a solid overview for what's to come, and it's honestly pretty good, right? The quality of life changes are really really good. And I think that a lot of other games should try and adapt this model as well. However, the one bummer that Year 7 brought about is that crossplay as well as cross progression 
has been in fact delayed to end of the year compared to its original mid-year release. So yeah, that's kind of unfortunate, but you can't, you can't get everything at one go. It is what it is. Not too much can be done about it, so yeah. Anyway, that wraps up our piece on Rainbow Six Siege, and now let's move on to our final major news for this week, featuring Destiny. And of course, it's newly released Witch Queen expansion. With the new expansion, we also got the new season of Risen storyline that features a new battle pass with new challenges, weapons, weapon perks, and rewards for players to enjoy. Now, let's talk about the juiciest part of the new expansion, the new Witch Queen campaign. For the new campaign, players can have the option to pick between two difficulties, Normal and Legendary. With legendary difficulty, yielding more loot to reward players for tackling this difficulty. To top it all off, when you finish the campaign, you gain access to the coveted set of armors that are set at a power level of 1520. So make sure you finish that campaign and get that set of armor. Other than new content, there's also a ton of changes to the existing content as well. Ritual activities like Strike and Gambit all got a couple of changes, but Gambit in particular got a massive rework. The first change to Gambit is on the vendor system. The new vendor system is now similar to Trials, where you can now focus Gambit and Grams into Gambit armor or Gambit weapons for a price of 10,000 Glimmer or 50 Legendary Shards. A rather steep price for new players, but Eh, a bit of grinding would just probably solve the issue, honestly. In terms of actual gameplay changes to Gambit, there's a brand new freelance note where players can finally queue up solo, so for those of you that like to play alone, this is definitely music to your ears. Other than that, there will also be changes to the death system in Gambit, where now when you die, you will drop half the mode you carry, and the drop modes can be picked up by any player including players in the enemy team. This mechanic alone is a huge game changer as it makes comebacks easier, so to compensate for that, respawn timers have been reduced by 2 seconds and all fronts will now have a respawn point for you to get back into the action as quick as possible. And that's basically it for Gambit, and now let's talk about Void 3.0 subclass. Void subclasses will now use the Aspect and Fragments system similar to the Stasis subclass. Of course, all these Aspect and Fragments have to be earned, and you can earn them by visiting Ikora Ray in the tower. All these subclass changes is of course child's play to seasoned players, but what about new players How and how are they going to enjoy these new subclass changes? Don't worry for any one of you that wants to join the game now, you guys will be able to enjoy the newly revamped Void subclass as well. All new players will start off with the Void subclass and will be able to earn their first aspects and fragments by going through the new Light campaign. And that basically sums up the overview on how the Void subclass works. Now, let's move on to the last piece of Destiny related news we have featuring changes to weapons, armors as well as armor perks. 
players can now utilize six newly added armor mods that help players generate orbs of power. Aside from that, new mods such as Dexterity, Unflinching Aim, have also been introduced that will work well with the newly added exotic weapon, the Glaive. That's it for all the major news we have for this week, and now let's move on to our first flash news, which features a disappointing title called Battlefield 2042. It's really unfortunate that Battlefield 2042 is just so darn unpolished and bad that the game has now broken a new record, crowning it as the game with the lowest Steam player count within the entire franchise. Hopefully the devs and EA learn their lesson after this title and provide us with a solid title in the future, otherwise it might be the end of a long-lasting franchise and really no one wants to see that at all. Next, let's talk about another long-lasting franchise, Resident Evil. For Resident Evil, there is currently a rumor that a remake for RE4 is in the making and that it will be much scarier compared to the original. I personally am a huge fan of the RE franchise and I really hope that this rumor is true. So when we do get a confirmation of its release, we here at GameThings will definitely cover that news, so be sure to stay subscribed to our channel to ensure that you stay updated as well. Moving on from the shameless channel plug, let's talk about Final Fantasy XIV, the extremely popular MMO that is currently being eclipsed by Lost Ark. Anyways, FF14 will be getting a graphical update, so all the characters and maps will now look a lot nicer and sharper. On top of that, free trial is now back and available, so it's the perfect time to hop right in and enjoy this masterpiece. Phew, this week's Flash News, we are really covering a lot of large franchises. The next franchise we'll be talking about is Pokemon. So for this entire week, starting from the 21st to the 27th, Pokemon will be releasing daily news for some of their existing titles. On the 21st, we had news for Pokemon Masters EX, the mobile game. On the 22nd, we had news for Pokemon Sword and Shield. On the 23rd, we had news for Pokemon Cafe Mix, and so on and so forth. Anyways, for the first few days, there really wasn't a lot of exciting news, but I had to just in general tell you what was going on. But the last two days though, that's where the excitement comes. For the last two days, we first have Pokemon Go. I know, I know Pokemon Go is a old game, but there are still a lot of concurrent players and there are definitely a large amount of people that are excited for this new, uh, new announcement. So we'll cover it if it's large next week. And aside from that, we also have the biggest announcement, the supposed biggest announcement, I guess, on the 27th. Currently, we don't actually know what the announcement is about, but based on current speculation from the community, it's on the next generation, so basically Gen 9. But in any case, we'll confirm that info by the end of this week, and we'll cover it in next week's news. So be sure to stay tuned for our next episode next week. And now, for the last piece of flash news we have for this week, it will be on two newly released cinematics. The first cinematic we have is for Street Fighter VI, giving us a short tease of what's to come in summer 2022. 
The second cinematic that we have is a 6 minute long one featuring Star Wars The Old Republic. This new cinematic basically serves as an advertisement for the recently released Legacy of the Sith expansion. Both cinematics are really well done and it's definitely worth your time checking it out. Now, let's talk about delays. Baldur's Gate 3's official release has once again been delayed and will no longer be released in 2022, but instead have its release set to be in 2023. Honestly, not much can be done about it, but at the very least, the game is still being updated, so at least it's nice to have. Anyways, let's move on to our next segment on new releases coming this week. The first title we have this week is Destiny 2, with the newly added Witch Queen DLC available now on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Stadia as well as PC via Steam. The next title we have is Monarch, a turn-based JRPG with beautiful visuals brought to you by one of the minds behind the Shin Megami franchise. So if you are a fan of that series, perhaps give Monarch a shot. Monarch is currently available on PS5, PS4, Switch as well as PC via Steam. The third title we have is Edge of Eternity which will now also be available on Switch as well as all other platforms. The game is a JRPG that was funded through Kickstarter and it features a unique and original battle system. If you are fans of JRPG or are just looking to try something new, maybe try this game out for all you know, the battle system might just get you hooked into it. The next title we have is called Martha is Dead and it's a first-person psychological thriller set around World War II with some supernatural aspects to it. The game has amazing visuals like most other story-based games and will definitely be a treat for fans that love horror or just like a good story. The game is currently available on PS4, Xbox One, PS5, Xbox Series S and X as well as PC via Epic Game Store and Steam. But a little advice if you do plan to get the game, I suggest that you guys avoid getting the game on PlayStation as Sony has requested that some changes be made for the PlayStation version of the game. We don't actually know what changes were made exactly, but it's better to play the game on other consoles just so that you can experience the full uncut version of the game. Next, we have another JRPG called Atelier's Sophie 2. The Alchemist of the Mysterious Dream Honestly, I don't know much about this game, but based on the images and clips that I have seen while doing research on it, it is a very pretty game with like really really good visuals. So much so that it kind of reminds me of Genshin Impact visuals to be honest, but uh, it's similar I guess, but it's, it looks about the same I guess. In any case, if you are interested in the game, you can get it now on PS4, Switch as well as PC via Steam. The last title we have is Elden Ring, brought to you by the developers of Dark Souls, Bloodborne and Sekiro's Shadows Die Twice. Honestly, not much to be said about this game. Like, it's just gonna be insanely good, so I do suggest that you guys definitely try it out if you can. And while trying out, you'll probably cry because it's super difficult, but still, do try the game out, it's gonna be awesome. 
The game will be available on PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, as well as PC via Steam. And that basically sums up all the titles we have for this week. And now we move on to our most anticipated segment, Free Things. For this week, we have Epic Game Store once again giving out free games. The title in question for this week is Chris Tales, so be sure to get it while it's available. Oh, for any owners of Pokemon Sword and Shield, FYI, there is currently an event going on where you can get these shiny Galarian birds, except for Articuno, cause we kind of forgot about that, but yeah, we're, we're making up for it right now. To get shiny Galarian Zapdos, all you have to do is register for the 2022 International Challenge in March. The registration period will take place from the 24th of February to the 10th of March, while the official event will occur on the 11th of March to 13th of March. During the event, all you have to do is take part in 3 battles and irregardless of the result, you will get your shiny legendary once the event is over. Same thing for Galarian Motris, just that the registration date is on the 31st of March to the 14th of April, while the actual event taking place will be held on 15th to 17th of April. So do make sure that you participate and get the free legendaries. Oh right, before I forget, Steamfest is currently live and it basically features a crap ton of game demos for you to try out. So if you were ever stuck in a position where you weren't sure if you wanted to get a game, you can now take advantage of this new Steamfest feature and try out the demo right before you get the game. So yeah, do make sure that you guys take advantage of this before making your purchases. With that, we have reached the end of today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed all the news we covered today. And be sure to leave a like and comment as it really helps us out a lot and we really do appreciate it. Anyways, thanks for watching guys, stay safe and see you next week in the next episode of Game Things where we bring you all the latest and hottest gaming news.